Oh, that's that's the, the that's the what do you call that? All the types of things. Yeah. Um, let's let's go for another fi- 10, 15 minutes. Okay. What what are you thinking? Mm-hmm. I'm just listening. Let's go ten fifteen minutes. Um, do you have, you want it? Is that not enough time to go into that? Oh yeah, yeah. That's the question. You keep you keep you keep telling the closer. That's enough time. No, you think so? I want to yeah. I want to hear the question. Well, at least if you can just, well, if, just what does fully commit mean to you? Okay, and then let me ask you. Of course, where did this question come from? Why did why did this question come in your mind? Okay, we were talking last night. We were having a conversation, and you go ahead. You want to answer it? No, you no. you were asking him. No, no, I wasn't. I was. That was a general question. Okay. Just because, no, it was for both of you guys. Yeah. Okay, so we were just talking about being committed. What does that mean? Mm, being but, fully committed in. Jesus. In well, Jesus? Okay, so why did that question come up, though? Because we were talking about the world, like being the, in the world. Man, I want to hear that conversation now. Like what it's going to take to to be fully committed. Mm-hmm. And what the, what, yes, and what does that look like? What, what does it what, mean to what you is guys? the lifestyle of that? I've been thinking about that. Well, that's that a is, a, that's good, actually a deep question. That's a really deep question. The problem is if you ask... You want you want to no you, no you go first no you want to go first <laughs> you go first you want me to go first yeah yeah you go for real first. Yeah, 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 yeah okay okay um and are you fully I, committed? I was listening to a sermon and it's really a powerful it was by Asherick mm. and I I have to pull it up again because I'm like I need to I really need to absorb this he was talking about stewardship he was talking about stewardship and um on the other okay there's a couple things that I, I want to um. Remember we talked about this. Remember we talked about a selfish heart. Remember we talked about this in our first talk. Mm-hmm. We talked about a selfish heart, and I, I made a I made a um, I made a comparison. I said the selfish heart is like something. Do you remember what it was like? It's like the um, um, the the cancer eating itself. Yeah, it's like, like a parasite. A parasite. It's also like a leech. Another so thing is like a sucking, leech. Sucking. Yes, so it's kind of like sucking the life out of you. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so when they were t- um, when 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 um, when the sermon about stewardship was talking about, it's kind of like the mindset of, I think that's a really good word, is what is stewardship? If you understand what stewardship is, and, and I think that's a word that I really want to study. Like I'm like, I'm going to really study. But what he was saying is this. Stewardship is a manager. Like you don't own anything. Everything that you have is not owned. Mm-hmm. You are just managing something that someone else owns. This is what stewardship means. Mm-hmm. So, um, let me give you an example. I think this was an actual test. This was a test on Monday for me. I was driving the road. I was driving down the road. Um, I was getting out of off work, mm-hmm. and a- actually, Jane called me. Ashley called me, and I, um, I picked it up. And then she was telling me that there was a there's a what do you call that? There's a there's a party. Did you hear about that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's a party. There's a Sunday. Hmm? Is it this Sunday? No, it's the next. Oh Sunday. yeah, yeah. Good. There's a party. Okay. I was like, whoa. There's a there's a party, there's a, a party that Saad and, and Jane are having. Mm-hmm. So as I'm talking on the phone, I'm driving. I'm driving down M59. This is in Waterford, and it's probably about. I was probably driving about. Um, it's 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 50 there. So I was driving probably like 45. All of a sudden, as I'm driving, a car bumps mm-hmm. me. It just like bumps me, like, and I'm not like stopped. I'm driving and just bumps me, and well, I'm driving and it just bumps, and then like I feel like I go like this, and I'm like, 
that I, I wasn't. It was really strange. I'm like, that's really strange. <laughs> like, you had an accident then. So then, yeah. So then, um, I, 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 I'm like, um, I pulled over and I'm like, um, actually, I someone just hit me. That it's really, really strange because it's weird. Because when you think about it, like if you're stopped, it makes sense that someone slammed into you. Right. Like, how am I driving and a car hits me, rams me? So then I, I pull, I pull into, and then the car behind me, and I'm like, I'll, I'll call you back. And it's kind of like. I remember reflecting on it afterwards. I remember thinking I wasn't really concerned. I wasn't worried. I know it's not my fault. I usually would be thinking about my car, like because you know I'm really picky about my car mm-hmm. and how my damage was. And so I, um, so so the guy comes out and he's like, he's like, man, I am so sorry. I'm like, that's okay. I'm like, um, and he's like, I'm so sorry. I like, you know, I was like, no, no, it's okay. And he's like, I'm so sorry. Like, I, um, I kind of like dozed off. Mm-hmm. And dozed off. He's like, I, I, I work as a. I'm like, what? Um, how come? Um, how come? He's like, I'm really, really exhausted. And I'm like, how come you're so tired? And he's like, I'm tired because I, um, I'm electrician and I, um, apprentice and I work sixty to seventy hours. I'm like, oh man, no. I'm like, I can totally understand. I can relate to that. I've there's and so we we went to the back and I looked and it was scratched up, but there was no bump. There's no dent. Oh, wow. Because it makes sense because it's not like I was stuck because yeah. I was moving. Yeah, right. So um, it was, it's really, it's, it's scratched up. Um, I didn't bad. think it was pretty bad. It wasn't pretty, it, when I looked at it, it wasn't pretty bad. The next day I looked at it, it's, it's pretty bad. There's like white scratches going down. Oh. But it was like, I didn't really, I remember thinking, I'm like, I, I really don't care. Wow. That's I good, really man. don't care that, yeah. that he, that he, that he destroyed it. And I'm, and he's like, I'm like, he's like, what should we do? Should we, um, he's like, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm only 18 and I'm like, well, he's really, a young guy. He's, yeah, he's like, I'm only 18 and oh, I... Working and, that much? And he's like, so yeah. You don't, you don't think he was texting? You don't think he was distracted by phones? I, I he, don't he think been, so. Did he I, look tired? Did he look tired? Yeah, he oh, kind of yeah. did look oh, tired. Yeah. And, I, and, and I think, for me, like, I understood that. I told him, I actually told him, I said, when I, when I was working at, as a rehab assistant, I was actually... Um, I was actually driving one of my clients who had a brain injury... And then oh, wow. I almost got, like, I was, I remember dozing off. Like, I remember in the car, on the freeway, like, doing one of these. And, I, oh, I'm, and I'm like, yeah. I remember praying. I'm like, Lord, please do not let me get in an accident with this, with this kid. And he, he's like 20 years old and can't talk because, oh, wow. because he got in a, in a car accident. And I was praying. And the, and the reason why I didn't get any sleep is the other night I was at AYNet. And then I slept, and I was over in my friend's house and I didn't get any sleep. So it wasn't like I was doing my right, own thing. Right, right. But God protected me. And so he's like, let me get my insurance. I got my insurance. I, I, I wiped it, the car down. And I'm like, you know what? Don't worry about it. I'm like, don't worry about that. And um, I'm like, you know, just be really careful and take care of yourself. And so I didn't even get his insurance information. You didn't? I didn't. Mm, yeah. Because, you know, because yeah. I honestly don't really. You didn't care? I didn't care that much. So now that now now to go what it means to be fully committed is kind of like realizing that, you know, I remember how picky I used to be with my car, and and the truth is because I already have damage. If I didn't have any damage, yeah, would I would yeah, have yeah, flipped yeah, yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, sure, I, well, sure. I wouldn't have flipped out. I don't think I would have flipped out, but I probably would have gotten his insurance information. But right, I would not. Right, right, I think right. my reaction itself is how I feel about things now. Like I'm not. Like this, all this does not belong to me. That's how I really feel. Mm. Like this is not mine. Mm. And and this, when you think, when you're thinking about, I used to worry about my car so much and every mm-hmm. little thing that happens. Mm. And it's like, I'm always like defensive. 
Like, I don't want anything bad to happen to me. I don't want anything to do something or it's going to ruin the things that I have. And then I don't have anything. But this idea now of stewardship and this idea is like, this is none of, none of this is on my, I don't own this stuff. This is all Mm -hmm. God's stuff. Mm -hmm. And God just wants me to manage something and, 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 and do the best of my ability and take care of the things that he's given me and be, be, be wiseful about it. And then really, Mm -hmm. um, so that's what I feel like fully committed is realizing that this life is not my own, realizing that the things that I have. Surrendering. Yes. You're left to God, right? Yeah, and I'm saying, Lord, I'm not, yeah. And, 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 and what I'm learning is fully committed is not a decision you make once. It's this process that you think of, you reflect on, and yeah. you just, you process it every single day. And you think about it and you let it ruminate. And then you, you come in this group and you talk about it. And then after you talk about it, you go on your own and you reflect on it. It's just like you, it's just like, Process. It's a process. What we had talked about last time. Right. It's about the process. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, um, and that's what I thought. I always once thought that being fully committed is that I'm going to make a decision for God and then my whole life is going to change in that instant. And I'm realizing that's not the way it is. It's like, it's like every day I have to be thinking about this. Every day, you, if we don't connect like this, then, 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 we have to set up these things in our lives that are going to help us connect, connect. with people yeah. because then if we aren't we don't have that connection he uses other people to help us with our faith and that's what fully committed is is, is having people surround you that are encouraging you in your faith and mm-hmm. then um, both have and everyone that is part of it has that goal to be to be closer and committed to god mm-hmm. and then thinking about these things and studying about these things and then not only that is you're going to want this is part of your growth process, but then you're going to have to impact other people. Mm, yeah. You're going to have, a, you have, you have mm. to make an impact with other people. Like, but the truth is, you're already, to be honest with you, you're already impacting me. Mm. You're impacting me by your encouragement when you talk about God. Like, that's impacting me. So the more that you can, you know, opportunity where you can impact other people, it's just like, that's like... It's like I feel the same way being in yeah, this group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The more that you can impact people, it's kind of like, I feel differently at work now. Like at work, it's kind of like, I feel, I I was having this feeling like, yeah, work is great, but I feel Mm. satisfied because I feel like I'm doing, I I feel like I'm really doing what my purpose is, is really Mm. like encouraging people that are closest to me and with, towards God. And so that's why I I fully committed is like this whole mindset and this lifestyle where you're like, you know what? I, I, it's not like this magical thing that happens, but it's just like this ongoing, moving thing that keeps going and going and going. But it's stewardship, saying that this is not my own. If something happens to something, no matter how bad it is, you know, and I think about that. Like, I think one of the things that I'm going to have to trust God fully is, and I think about it, because the things that you're closest to, you, you it's going to challenge your, your faith. So I think, you know, I think of my mom, if, you know, if my mom dies, I almost have to be prepared for it because I, I like that can't like, mm. that, that can't shake me. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like, you know, praying about it and being prepared about it and, and trusting in God and knowing mm-hmm. that whatever, and whatever happens, if you can, you have to be willing to lose anything mm-hmm. and that, and not, and that, that's, not, your, that's the faith right there. That you is. Like Job and... Exactly. Mm-hmm. But for me, the... The, the ability is to 
instead of mm-hmm. saying, no, that is never going to happen, mm-hmm. my thought process saying it could happen, but if it happens... It's Mur- you heard of Murphy's Law, right? Yeah, anything that can <laughs> anything go wrong will go, go wrong. Go wrong. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. And, 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 um, and so when I think about it, it's kind of like, no, I'm not, I'm going to, I'm going to keep seeking God and telling God, no matter what, whatever aspect that you, you, is not my own is yours. Mm-hmm. Every part of my life, mm-hmm. all my relationships, whatever happens, that means I don't know, you know, if I'll ever get married, if, mm-hmm. if I would have kids, whatever the case is, I'm not going to ever, I, I'm not going to look at my, cause it's not my life. Because you're living it, you're leaving it up to God. Yes, it's not my life. I'm only, um, I'm a steward of what He's given me. And what, um, in the parable of the talents, where when God gives the ta- when 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 the owner gives talents, the king gives talents to to three, three mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. With the talents He's given me, it needs to be more than He's provided mm-hmm. to me. I have you to, need to multiply it. It has to be multiplied, and so. That's the only thing, and, it, mm-hmm. and for me, the multiplication is that the pe- the people in my life are going to be closer with God. I can't I can't do that with everybody. See, that's the thing is I think what I've learned is I can't impact this mm-hmm. this huge crowd. And the truth mm-hmm. is, if you look at it, Jesus didn't either. He, I mean, he talked to crowds, mm-hmm. but his real impact were with twelve yes. disciples, mm-hmm. and then they're the ones who mm-hmm. passed down, and then they're the ones that passed down. Right. So just by Impacting mm. a few you couple can people. You impact generations. Exactly. Yeah. You can impact people. The impact isn't like this widespread like group, like a mass, like you know, the stadium of people, mm-hmm. and then you're you're preaching to all of them. No, impact is generational. Mm. You do one or two, and then, and then but that are solid, right. and you you plant into them, mm-hmm. and so so yeah, that's what sense. I think that you know is is really a stewardship and being. Surrendering like to a God. Purpose, mm-hmm. kind of. It is a purpose. That is, mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a purpose. purpose. Yeah. What are, what are your thoughts? Good. Did you want to add anything? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think it's good. Good stuff. I'm just thinking of some verses when, as you, as you were asking that question, because I think it. I mean, you know, a lot of times you think like, how do I? How am I supposed to act? You know, if I'm fully committed, you know, what what do I what do yeah. I do? You know, you're 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 asking like, what do I do instead of like, who I, who am I, when I'm fully committed? You know, I think those are two different questions. Like, who am like, I? Like like being like being versus doing is different. You know, like if you are saved, you don't have to ask like what you're what what you'll be doing because it'll be natural. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like like a like a a, a lie like if you're a, a lion, a lion does a lion what a lion does, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, if you're an apple tree, you're gonna produce apples. Oh, that's apples. what's in James. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly. Right. So, so yeah, you kind of what's that? You reap what you sow. Yeah, you you're you are what you what you are, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Like you are an apple tree, you're gonna be apple tree. So when you say like what what does it look like? Um. Or like, what well, what do you have to do to to make yourself look like you're fully committed or whatever? It's not really that. It's just that if you are, then you you'll do you'll be doing these things naturally. Mm-hmm. But if you right. want to see what 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 some of the people in the Bible did naturally, well, first I, I want to read um, Psalms uh, one. 
and it kind of talks about what we've been talking about too but then it also brings about what it is for the the christian it says this blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly nor stands in the path of sinners nor sits in the seat of the scornful. So it's kind of like what we thought. That's why we don't like to hang out with like worldly people, right? But read it again. It says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight... So so this is what, this is what they do, right? So this is what it looks like. But his delight is in the law of the Lord... And in, in and in his law he meditates day, day and, and night, night. Mm-hmm. right? And and then it says that he shall be like a tree, like what I, what I just said. Mm-hmm. Like you'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water wow. that brings forth its fruit in its season, mm-hmm. whose leaf whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does he shall pro- prosper. shall prosper. Yeah, you know, like it's, it's so. It's like if you want if you want to be that person, you, you want to be. Attached to the river of life, mm-hmm. you know the fountain of water, the ever like what we talked about earlier. Attached to the everlasting um, fountain, which is Jesus. And then it says in Micah four eight. You guys know that verse? Mm, no. My, Micah four eight is a good one. <clears throat> it taught, he, he says, uh, "What does the what does the Lord require?" Oh of you? yeah, that is good. right. It, it, it says this in Micah four eight. That you do justly, you love mercy, and you walk humbly with your God. Mm. You do justly, you love mercy, and you walk humbly. You do justly, you love mercy. mercy. Love mercy. So justly, mercy. Micah 4 8, it says this. Uh, Micah 4 8? Yeah, yeah. Mm. You do justly. Justly, give me the meaning of justly. I just, I just had it. Let's look at mercy. Mercy. And what was? Oh, I'm sorry. Micah six eight. Micah six eight. Yeah, I was. Sorry, sorry. Not four eight. No, no, no. Micah six eight. Six eight. Sorry, not four eight. What, what is it? What does it say there in yours? He has shown you. Oh man, oh man, oh mortal. What is what? What is good? What is good? Yeah. And what does what, the, what, what does the Lord require of you to act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God? Humbly. Right. humbly. Okay, let's we'll pull those verse, uh, words right. up. Those are really good. Like so, like what well, what is it to be a Christian? But to do justly, to love mercy, Justice. and to walk humbly with your God. That's what God requires mm-hmm. of you. You know, mm-hmm. and then. Um, what is it? Luke twelve, thirty four, says, uh, you know, the rich young ruler comes up to, to Jesus and asks, you know, how should I obtain eternal life? You know, or let me see. I want to read it exactly what he what he asks. Luke twelve forty eight. You, you you read this story before? Have you read this before? No. Um. Man, uh, I'm writing write it all wrong now. Wait a second. 1248. 12, where is it? Oh, no, sorry. Uh, Luke 18, 18. Oh, that was way off on that one. <laughs> 18, 18. Man, the 148 was a little bit too. I know, right? 
It's a, it says now a certain ruler asked him, you know, he asked Jesus directly, like, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Mm. And then first he said, why do you call me good? There's no, no one good but God. And he says, but you know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. So he points to the commandments, but he actually leaves out the 10th the commandment. But then he says, and then the rich young ruler says, all these I have kept from my youth. So when Jesus heard these things, he said, but you still lack one thing. Sell all that you have and distribute to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come, follow me. Mm-hmm. So kind of like what Jason was saying, I think the point of that is that we, we need to realize that everything belongs to the Lord. You know, being a steward, like making sure that we, we understand that, the, that everything that we have, everything is a gift from God, our mind our body, mm. our limbs, our, you know, the ability to think. These are all gifts, you know. The reason, all these things. That, and that, that should lead us to what, what we just read in Micah 6, 8, you know, to, to walk humbly, love mercy. And I was just thinking one more thing. Uh, Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Like when, when you, know, you guys know the story of Acts is when the Spirit falls upon the people. And how did they react once the Spirit came upon them? But in Acts 1.8 it says, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to, end, and to the end of the earth. So I think another description of what, what a person looks like when they're fully committed is that they're Spirit-filled, you know? And they have power. Like they have power to be what? To be witnesses, you know? Mm-hmm. To, 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 where, to where is this? Acts, Acts 1.8. 1, 8. 1, 8. Okay. And then, once they received the Holy Spirit, it was amazing. Like, they, they converted, like, 3,000 people in one day. They, the people in Acts said that these people, like, flipped the world upside down. <laughs> it says that. Did you, have you ever read that mm-hmm. verse? It's like these people like have flipped the world upside down because they, the the way that they were so spirit filled, everything they did, everything they did would like change it, you know, change everything that would would happen, you know. They were pretty much world changers. Like you actually become an agent of change, you know. Like you become an agent of uh, of influence, you know. Like you actually become a positive influence in people's lives. So I think that's another characteristic of. Of uh, of being fully committed is that you is that you actually become a witness, you know, mm. being fully submitted to the Lord, you actually become a witness, and you're you're filled with the Spirit, you know, you're filled with the power to to be a witness to your your family to your community, you know. It says first in Ju- Jerusalem, and then all of Judea, Judea. Samaria, and then to the ends, ends of the of earth. earth. If you notice, it starts with the home, like J- Jerusalem was there their capital and then it said Judea and Samaria which is like the the outer community and then it and it goes to the, all the ends of the world so you start with your family and your and your friends and then your mm. church your community and then all the other ends of the world you know mm. so i think that's i think that's powerful too amen so i, I think those kind of i think those kind of i guess those things you know, abiding with the Lord like a tree by the everlasting water, like always feeding on on His Word daily and being being that. Then <laughs> uh, yeah. Micah six eight to do justly, to always do good to people, 
to love mercy, to be merciful to people and compassionate, and to walk humbly, like like what we were talking about earlier, like always have a level of curiosity in a humble way, you know. Always know that you're not, you haven't arrived. You're always, you know, learning from God all the time. And then the Luke one, the Luke the, the Luke eighteen eighteen one, you know, knowing that you have to give everything to the God, even the small things. And then Acts one eight being spirit filled. I think the, I think those those are the things that come to my mind. Mm-hmm. Can you well, add anything else? Commitment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to, to, well, yeah. What that means to be fully committed, spirit filled. Just yeah. Just what Rewell said. I um, pulled the definitions of each word. What, what does justly mean to you guys? Do the right things. Righteousness. Mm-hmm. It's being morally right. Honestly. So what, is mo- what does morally mean? Right. What the, be able to discern the right. Is it just right? Yeah. Principles of right or wrong behavior. So mm. how do you know what's right and wrong? wrong? How do we know what's right or wrong? We get the right from the Bible. Yeah. Well, how do other people figure out what's right or wrong? What is their standard? How how did how do they be, become? How do they figure, how do they figure it out? What's right and wrong? Or how they were probably raised? Mm-hmm. How what they were yeah, taught? Just mm-hmm. their own reasoning. Yeah, because morally morally says that there's a standard. There's right. a standard of living. So that standard. means that what what's the standard of living? A standard a, a, a standard. What does that mean? Yeah, a standard means definitive. It means that it's it, it's, it, it, it's there's it's not it's not it's like a, an opinion. Yeah, it's it definite. Means, it's definite, it's right? Yeah, it's like a moral law. It's so law. so it's that means like if people are saying, some people are saying this is right, or th- and this is wrong, and other people are saying that this is right and mm-hmm. this is wrong, that means that they don't live morally because there is no standard within them. A standard should be. This is definitely right, yeah. and this is definitely mm-hmm. wrong. Mm-hmm. Anything else where it's gray areas, that just means that people are just coming up with their own mm-hmm. standards, which is not moral. Moral standard, yeah. Moral, moral standard. means principles or standards of right and wrong behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, mercy, what does mercy mean? Mercy. Forgiving. Um, mm-hmm. That's, that's forgiveness. Forgiveness. So compassion or forgiveness shown to uh, um, someone who's done wrong and you have the power to Forgive. enforce that, you know, like a, um, a punishment. And you're saying there's mercy. So you're saying, no, nope, um, I forgive you. Mm-hmm. And, and humbly, what does humbly mean to you? Humbly. Submitting to that. Submission. Submission. I like this one. It says low self-esteem mm. of one's importance. Mm. So what what it sounds like yeah. what it sounds like is in our culture justly justly means people create their own standards mm. which is the opposite. Um just justice means that there is a definite standard mm. and there's um and there's um a definite right and wrong. Mercy People are like, if you do something wrong, you should get punished for it. And hold a grudge. And hold a grudge. Yeah, like if you did wrong, like if someone if someone says something mm-hmm. like you know so, so something, the first thing that they do is attack the person. Mm-hmm. 
and and here mercy is saying no you have to have forgiveness and compassion mm -hmm. and then humbly is saying you humbly is the opposite of our culture when the culture says you should promote yourself mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know it's all about me mm -hmm. you know like the chest the the chest thump ah. yeah the chest thump <laughs> like the hook that's me yeah it the is chest thump like, like, uh, oh, no no much harder yeah yeah <laughs> 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 hey, he loves that he loves that movie don't do that to his don't 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 down don't 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 top down the coach car there he likes coach car not talking down I'm saying he did that I'm just teasing but humbly means low self esteem of one's importance so you're putting others above your own how about you any um any thoughts that you had no no I'm just taking notes okay Okay, cool. writing the ABCs in my name. <laughs> 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 there's, yeah. Um, I really like that though. Do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly. Yeah, I think that's, think that's yeah, really that's good. Very practical. Something to th some something to like to really reflect on. Reflect on and think, yeah, think about. Yeah. On that note, we'll wrap up this episode of Dinner Talk. Thanks for joining, Rewell Levy. Larry and me. Until next time.